Hi, everyone. Welcome to Built for Devs. I'm Lenny Pruce, General Partner at Amplify Partners. This podcast will offer up actionable insights to overcome some of the most challenging aspects of company building. From nailing your initial product to scaling your open source community to getting your commercial offering into customers' hands. You will hear directly from entrepreneurs and operators from the world's leading cloud, dev tools, and distributed systems companies who have solved these challenges firsthand. We're here to help you go from zero to one. Today, I'm thrilled to have Sarah Novotny with us. Sarah has long been an open source luminary, championing and helping build the communities behind technologies like Kubernetes, Nginx, and MySQL. Sarah currently leads open source strategy at Microsoft, where she is part of the Azure office of the CTO. In addition, Sarah sits on the board of directors of the Linux Foundation and previously led open source strategy at Google Cloud. In this episode, we discuss open source community building and dive into topics including whether open source is appropriate for your business, techniques to build your community, and strategies to monetize open source. Enjoy. Sarah, thanks so much for coming on board. You've got a really unique vantage point. We're going to be talking about open source today. This topic can get fairly controversial. My goal here is to kind of steer clear of dogma and really focus on open source, the strategy thereof, in the context of early stage company building. If I think about the types of companies that we work with at Amplify, there's kind of two forms of open source. There's the project first company and then the company first company. Then the first variant, a company forms around an existing open source project that's generally baked inside of a, a larger web scale company like a Facebook or an Uber or Twitter. That company that has already a community that's formed around it. And really the goal of the company is to then drive that community forward, capture economic value from it. The second type of company is generally uh, company first. So there's a, a company starts with some kind of product or a technology, and then the choice becomes, do I open source it? And so this is something we've talked a lot about, about, but when is open source appropriate and appropriate strategy and when is it not? So how would you think about the proverbial question of, should I open source it? I actually spend a lot of time working with both projects and companies and as well teams within Microsoft right now talking about just this very thing, saying, should this be open source? So my first question always is, what do you think you will get from open sourcing this? Because it is a difficult way to develop. It is not nearly as easy as the 10 people whose paychecks I control are working on this to develop a product. That's a a much more straightforward model to develop something in, especially in a startup where people are trying to move very quickly. So my first question is always, what do you think you'll get back from open sourcing this? And, And everyone's answer is often the community. I'll get a community. And without examining that carefully, there's this presumption that I will put an open source license on something because open source is a development model and a licensing model. I will then have my conversations about what features go into things. I will have these all openly on Twitter. And then magically, free developers and a community appear like moths attracted to a flame. And and suddenly, there's this platform addition. So the addition of the new developers or the new community to the platform or project that you're developing. That isn't really how things happen. That's not how communities get created. So I always push back on that because communities take a lot of investment to build. But there are things that are very valuable that a when when asked, you know, what would you get from open sourcing something that might be useful? So maybe this is a add-on to someone else's product that will draw customers to your existing products or your company's value. And 
so there's options like that, that where you can add value by drawing things in from another company. But understanding directly why someone is open sourcing has, is, has to be the first start. And that key point is really the where are you capturing value from that community? And if there is a community, then plan to be investing in it as well. So the value, it is not all a one-way value. That makes a ton of sense. You said an interesting point, which segues nicely into the topic I wanted to head into next, which is about capturing value, right? And I think one of the reasons open source is can be this quagmire of a strategy is that there's this innate tension between creating value and capturing value. And I think the most common failure mode that I've observed when working with open source is when the commercial roadmap starts to actually subvert the community or the free and open source project. Most often, that's really a function of trying to capture value too early. How do you balance or how do you view this tension about when is the right time to start shifting focus from your users and your community to actually your customers? Is there an appropriate time to to flip that switch? Are there kind of goals and milestones that you look out for that you want to hit on the community side? There are some, but I would actually start with the point that your user community is different from your customer because your user community has time, but probably not money. That's why they're working in an in open source. And your customer is someone who generally has money, but not a lot of time. So I want to be sure that as we're talking about things, project and product are very separate as our community and customer, because you can still capture value from a very different section of the market by adding enterprise features, as an example. And that's not something that generally a a community-driven roadmap would add in. It's like there isn't usually a big push in the community to add role-based access control to most things. That's not something that you're going to find an individual contributor or even potentially a small company who wants to be part of your project pushing to add in. So that might be a way that you could capture value and go out seeking customers who are adjacent to but not part of your community. So that's a super important piece. Your community often ends up being the space where you want to have really bright lines so that you can drive an ecosystem around your project. Because if you have a project and a community that's super excited about it, if that community can also capture value from the project, then what you do is you're building you're building a platform and you're building an ecosystem that is way more successful through multiple companies advocating or multiple people advocating as opposed to just your own company saying, this is my project and now this is my product and they are cool because reasons. Like having someone else tell your story is always so much more powerful than trying to just beat your own chest and tell people what they're, they should be experiencing. That totally makes sense. When do you think the time is right to actually shift focus from maybe the the organic open source community centric efforts to a more coherent and cohesive commercial strategy. Are there, again, are there demarcations that you look for? Is there a kind of an implicit level of saturation of your open source project or is it really on a case by case basis? I'd actually say you need to know, or at least have an idea of where you intend to have commercial capture with the conception of a project. If you're conceiving your own project, If you don't, then you run the risk of either encouraging a community that wants to go a very different direction, which might happen, 
or you end up building an ecosystem that may beat you to market with the capture. So knowing where you think you're going to capture value. Now, that could absolutely change, but knowing where you think you're going to capture value and keeping that in mind and drawing those lines with your community being as transparent as possible allows the community to feel safe in the work they are doing and comfortable in the work they are doing, as well as potentially even rallying behind your company as the way to do this feature set or this support of or this engagement with a different customer block. They can be your advocates for you again. Right. What do you see as the prevailing or the dominant methodologies for capturing value today around commercial open source. Can you maybe walk us through, again, what you see as most typical and maybe talk about some of the trade-offs with each approach? Red Hat is a classic example of support and then additional tooling or additional guarantees. You look at that and there's lots of conversation as to whether or not Red Hat is a one-off, but lots of companies have made their own successes in offering support around open source, you know, deepest and best skill set around the tool because they've written it themselves, as well as enabling a market and an ecosystem around it. So MySQL is a great example of that. The company itself early on offered mostly support and services and consulting, and then eventually offered a premier or a commercial offering that gave additional enterprise features as well as guaranteed support answers and guaranteed support time. So that's a common pattern. You also have patterns of layering on additional software. So you have something that your project is at the center of a cluster of tools, which may be primarily led by your company. And then you also engage an ecosystem around it to continue to grow a broader perspective on that project or that platform by the time it gets very big. So that's one. Trade-offs in that one is you have to play nice with others and others could really beat you at that because you make something very modular and my plugin module to connect with common enterprise tooling may not be as good as one of my competitors and that's a problem. So that's one. We've been seeing more of the big company started project, which then has an ecosystem form around it and startups building um building components and pieces of and new innovative projects and products on the edges of that in a platform space. And that, I think, is a very effective one if you can also be, as a startup, part of the actual main project as well. So you need to be, for example, using Kubernetes as an example, there are many startups who have found niche products and offerings around Kubernetes that they've been able to develop. And those companies end up having the most credibility if they are also active in the main project. And honestly, credibility is one of the most important things in open source that you need to do. It's one of the reasons I suggested transparency as well. When we were talking about when do you think about your business model? And the answer is really as early as possible and share it as soon as you think you know it. And if it changes, share that too. I think for many years within the startup community, there was this theory that my idea is the piece that I have to protect because the idea is the precious bit. But I think we've shown over the last 20 years that the execution is the precious bit and that the ideas are a dime a dozen. So at this point, say, I think we're going here and this is how we plan to monetize it. 
shouldn't be a big risk to the company, shouldn't be a big risk, and might actually gain you more credibility within the community you're building. One of the models I didn't hear you mention was actually mm-hmm. the open source as a service or as a hosted application. Right? We've got a portfolio company by the name of Fastly. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it. And they use a bunch of open source technologies, principally Varnish Cache under the hood, and then have built effectively a developer-centric CDN and application delivery cloud. How do you think about delivering open source as a service and effectively competing against the actual cloud vendors themselves and beating them at their own game? It's a challenge. It's a really big challenge. And there's a couple of ways that it can be done. And varying companies have been more and less successful. I think it's a bit of a folly to start with the assumption that you build your own data centers to do this at this point. But Partnering with a cloud vendor is a great path because you can get a lot of that support and then some amount of rev share as a model. There is also the opportunity to run it strictly on top of the multiple cloud vendors at this point because that has made the ability to scale so much easier from back from the days when you were having to cart servers into your own colo facility. So I did forget to mention that. That's a great one. That's a great model that is very common these days. And it is more fraught since you asked for the positives and the negatives in these. It's a little bit more fraught right now with the ability to execute. Because again, if you're going into a space where one of the big cloud vendors believes that they have a competitive or better offering or can possibly take this open source software and develop that competitive offering, there is risk in that. We've seen that go wrong sometimes, and we've seen it go very, very right with some of the partnerships. Microsoft has a great partnership with HashiCorp, has a great partnership with Red Hat, has a number of other great open source partnerships that where we work with them to let them run a service that allows them to deliver open source software as a service. And how would you advise startups that are still in the embryonic stage that are teams of 10 and don't have the massive communities and followings that a HashiCorp or a Red Hat do? How do they engage with a Microsoft, an AWS, a GCP? There are lots of programs to get them started. Microsoft has a startup program at this point, and I believe I'll have to double check the URL for that, but I can get it to you to throw into the post. Most of the clouds have their own startup programs, which are part accelerator, part cloud credit, part business advice. And those are great starting points. But like so many things in this industry, it ends up being relationships. So finding the people you know, getting them to advocate for you, engaging with them, trying to find and be able to explain to the cloud vendor what the value proposition is for both sides of the partnership. Especially because in a large company, we may get dozens of these in a day. So if a startup can explain how it's a benefit to both companies, then that takes away some of the work that needs to be done by the big company. And so it makes it a little bit more attractive. Great. I think we're running up against it. So I think one last question here, I'm going to put you on the spot. But if you're a founder who's working on a commercial open source company, what's one critical piece of advice that they should take to heart? I thought about this one when I saw your note, and it's it's good. Open source is based on individual reputations. So know and understand that 
the people that are working on these projects are meeting you as a person. And there may be a company wrapped around you. It may be a different company another time. But what you do and what you say and how you engage transparently, authentically, graciously in a community will follow you forever. Love that. This was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, I really appreciate you being our inaugural guest here. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime and and go even deeper on several of these topics. Yeah, happy to. Thanks for listening to Built for Devs. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear other episodes like it, please hit subscribe. You can also find more content on our blog at AmplifyPartners.com and on our Twitter at AmplifyPartners. I'm Lenny, and thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.